need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you tired of being interrupted every time you try to share an idea? Or maybe you are stressed out when it comes to those work meetings or presentations? Communication is critical to our success in our families, in our work life, in everything we do. So today, we're going to talk about how we can get better at it right here, right now on Polly Campbell, Simply Said. simply said this is the podcast where we talk about how to live well do good and be happy and a lot of that comes down to how we relate in the world right how we communicate with each other how we connect how we make ourselves heard how we listen you know if your head is filled with ideas that need to be heard but you can't quite find the way to do that then you're in the right place today because that is what our guest madeline schwartz wrote on her website and that is what literally spoke to me we all have things that are valuable and worth sharing we all have things we want to share but we might be in venues or meetings or places we might be introverted and have a hard time finding that voice well madeline schwartz is a communications coach and madeline i want you to come in right away because i was captivated from your writing where you said you spent years on the sidelines as one of these people you were talked over and interrupted by the louder voices in the room and you had to find your own voice. Is that true? It is true, yeah. When I was a window display designer, so I spent about 10 years designing and building retail environments and window displays and experiential marketing events for multinational brands. And the thing I really struggled with was being able to present my work, sell it to other people. And as I moved up in my career, that became a bigger problem. And I had a boss who told me that I was too quiet. And that feedback, well, I imagine he intended that to encourage me to speak up more in meetings it had the opposite effect. I was more self-conscious and less likely to share anything in meetings because I didn't want to expose myself to any further ridicule by said boss. And, you know, I hear that story echoed so often in my clients. I, I think and, that, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's an interesting place to be because I think many can relate to what you're saying. How did you get here then? How did you shift that? Yeah, well, when I left that job, I really drew a line in the sand and I decided this is the thing, not the thing that's going to define the rest of my career. And I found my way to a Toastmasters meeting and I almost didn't join because the thought of getting up and speaking in front of 30 strangers was so terrifying. 
And then I decided that the only way forward was through. And that's really where I got my start. And I very quickly realized that I actually liked public speaking. And I was part of that club for a long time and mentored a lot of other speakers. And when I decided to leave the corporate window display world, I knew that I wanted to start a business. And I had just seen how many creative people were amazing at creative problem solving and really struggled to talk about their ideas and that it was the downfall of so many projects and it wasted so much time and money. And that's the problem that I solve now. I th I think that is so interesting and, and so true. I generally can, can share my ideas, but sometimes often I'm st I get too much in there, right? I'm not effective in my communication because of my ideas kind of rolling all over themselves. So that's not effective either. What does it take? First of all, how did you find the courage to go to Toastmasters and, and start this? And second of all, why do you think so many of us struggle with these communication strategies and, and giving language to our ideas? Well, there are a few big fears that I see come up amongst my clients. And those are one, fear of judgment, two, fear of looking stupid, and three, fear of making a mistake. And so when you have all of these fears present in mind, it makes it feel really risky to open your mouth and share things. And so, it, it really requires not just having better tools and strategies, but also shifting your mindset. And by that, I mean the internal soundtrack that is running in your head. And for most humans, that is overwhelmingly negative. And so that is something to pay attention to because it really affects your confidence when you do have to communicate with other people. Now there's a time to be quiet too, right? Isn't that part of communication? Like learning how to listen and when to shut your mouth? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's 50%, right? 50% speaking and 50% listening. And most people are only good at one of those. And so being a an effective communicator really requires balance between those two things. And so for introverts, because a lot of my clients are introverts, I always tell people to start with the strengths that you already have and recognize that listening is an incredible skill that you can bring to communication and leadership and is so overlooked. I want to touch on that a little more because I think that's such an important point. Often, I think introverts in the business world, it's almost seen as a liability. But what you're saying is, no, they are experts at 50% of the communication process, and that's valuable in its own way. Yeah, and what I want to add to that is they don't see it just as a liability as business owners. It's also seen as a liability in the corporate world. And again, like it's such an important part of communication because show me someone who's good at negotiating, who's good at sales, who's good at leadership, 
those people are good listeners. Mm -hmm. And so it's not just a matter of being effective and compelling in your speaking. It also requires being able to listen on a deeper level. So it's vital for business owners. I am flashing back to a conversation I had just this week on the phone and I'm not on the phone very much anymore. And it was with the person that I was interested in their service. And I just flashed back when you said that because he spent most of the call telling me what I needed instead of listening to what I wanted or thought I needed for my household. And we, I, I went a different direction because I was so frustrated um, because of that missing link. I didn't feel like this person was able to take in what I was trying to say or leave room for me to say it. Sometimes mm -hmm. we talk over people, right? Absolutely. It's a really common nervous habit to fill the space instead of sit back and listen and create space for your potential clients or collaborators to tell you what they need. Can we all get better at this? Can an introvert learn to share their ideas in a public way? And can others learn to be better listeners? Are these skills then that we can learn? Yes, 100%. And it's something that I wish I knew earlier. I mean, what I found so um, discouraging at that job when I was told that I was too quiet, thinking back many years, is that I... I didn't know at the time that it was just a skill, that it's something that you can learn through practice like baseball and knitting and, you know, or anything else that you have picked up in your life, but it does require practice. And that's the part where people sometimes shy away because they don't want to feel the awkwardness or the embarrassment of being bad at a skill before you get good at it. But that really is how you learn to do everything in life, just like babies learn how to walk. Yeah, I mean, that's the practice, right? It's that awkward stage at the beginning as we're creating those new neural pathways and all of it. All right, I want some specific tips. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back with Madeline Schwartz, I'm going to have her teach us the skills that we can use to communicate better because I think it's a essential part of everything we do. And plus, we'll just feel more comfortable in the world. We're coming right back with Madeline Schwartz on Polly Campbell's Simply Said, part of the best business network of Electricast. And we are back. Hello. Welcome back to Polly Campbell Simply Said, part of the best business network of Electrocast. And I'm Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And communication is a huge part of that. It's a huge part of everything we do. We're here talking with communications coach and expert Madeline Schwartz. And she's helping us understand that it's not all about talking. It's not about being the loudest in the room. It's also about knowing when to talk, how to listen, and pulling all those skills together. So Madeline, before we went to break, I mean, I can think of things that I'm really good at, things I'm really bad at when it comes to communication. You said before we went to break, start with what you're good at, right? Really know what, what you bring to the conversation. What else can we do to enhance our communication style and strategy and help our quieter voices be heard in those important meetings or discussions? 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's start with what we can do on an individual basis. And I teach all of my clients the presentation protocol. And as part of that, we focus on three things, the message, the mindset, and the delivery. So in terms of message, before you are going into a meeting, it's important that you get clear on what you want the other people to take away, because if it's not clear to you, it's not clear to anybody else either. Mm. The second part is the mindset of communication. And so communication definitely requires skills and it gets easier when you have tools and strategies and frameworks to follow. But if you don't change how you think about yourself as a communicator, how you think about your skills as a communicator and leader, you can be really well prepared. You can have an incredible pitch and be so well rehearsed and the negative messages running through your brain are going to undermine your confidence every time. So communication really is a mindset as well as a skill set. And how do you start working on that mindset then? Do you catch those inner voices and say, hey, 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 that's I'm not going to give attention to that today? Or how do we kind of calm ourselves down out of that scared place? Yeah. It, the first thing is to really normalize feeling scared or nervous because so many clients come to me and they want to be able to speak in public without ever feeling nervous again. And I hate to break it to you, but <laughs> that's not really what happens. What changes instead is that nerves can be there and it doesn't paralyze you with fear. So you can still experience the nervous sensations in your body and see that as part of your preparation for a meeting or a sales opportunity or, or a business talk. And, and it, it can, you can feel the feelings of being nervous and you can still connect with your audience and give an incredible presentation and listen to what the other people are saying and get words out of your mouth in a logical way. And it all starts with um, allowing those feelings to be there instead of thinking something has gone wrong. And so I liken it to what happens before you play sports. If you think back to, you know, if you played sports as a kid and maybe you got nervous before a big game, the same thing is happening before a big meeting or a presentation. I love that example and that point, because I think if we recognize this is our body just being healthy and doing what it does when we are going into a exciting situation or an intense situation, instead of like, oh no, this means I'm not ready or I'm not prepared or I can't do it. Or you're saying like, coach yourself through it. Like, oh, okay, there's that, that feeling in my body again. That's just my body preparing me to give the speech or do whatever, is that right? Yeah, and hold the, the yes and of the situation. You can be nervous and you can still be effective. You can be nervous and you can still share something really valuable with your audience. Yeah. Nervous and effective. I like that. And the third point was that presentation 
I'm looking through yeah, my So the, yeah. the third point is around delivery. Delivery. And so really thinking about how can you deliver your message that you got clear on first? How can you deliver that in the most compelling, engaging way? And so one of the things that I work on with clients is developing a library of stories that they can pull off the shelves in any situation to share the value of their work, of their business, um, of you know how it's impacted other clients that they've worked with. And so getting good at being able to tell clear, concise stories, again, is a skill. And it's so helpful in sales, it's helpful in networking, and it's something that helps you express yourself, right? It liberates you to share your own story. I, I love that because we really all do connect through story, the listener, right? But also when we tell a story, like you said, that's a that's a piece of me, and but that's vulnerable in some cases, right? Is that appropriate to share pieces of yourself in these presentations or meetings? So absolutely, vulnerability is something that can really be a point of connection and <laughs> by figuring out what your stories are ahead of time, by building that library ahead of time, it keeps you from being in that uncomfortable situation where you start telling a story and then halfway through you're like, ooh, do I really want to tell this story? <laughs> Why did I start talking about this instead of something else? And so becoming um, familiar and comfortable with telling those stories is going to help you then be able to pull them out at the right time so you don't end up telling the wrong story yeah. at the wrong time. Yeah. Or that you you said concise too. Like I, I've been in meetings where the story takes up the whole meeting, right? Mm -hmm. There's somebody who's like taking charge and the whole story is about him or her and it takes up the, we never get anything done. So that's frustrating for listeners too. Yeah, and I think that happens a lot too at networking events. I think we've all had that experience where we meet someone at a networking event and they start telling you their entire life story as you back away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so being concise is really important. And I always tell people to aim for about 90 seconds mm. in a story because it's better to share less and have people ask for more detail than it is to share too much and have them entirely tune you out. Yeah, I love that. 90 seconds is a good mark because oversharing is just icky in a whole nother way, for sure. We don't want to be on either side of that one. Madeline Schwartz, this is really interesting stuff and it makes me um, become aware of, of certain things in my own work and my own practice. And before I let you go, I have one more question about that. One thing I run into, especially if I'm in a new environment, I get really nervous in the silence. If I'm working, I'm very okay with whatever the person I'm talking to, whatever they want to say in that silence. If I'm at a party or in a meeting, I get really nervous. How do we learn as the presenter to settle into the quiet and let the room kind of digest what we're offering and, and just be okay with that. Is there a trick you have, a technique? 
Yeah, so I teach a concept called listening with all of your senses. And it's something I developed to help people tune into all of the cues beyond just the words that are coming out of people's mouths. And when you use this and tap into all five, five senses and look for visual cues and sensory cues and imagine what's the flavor of a conversation. What, what, what's the temperature of a conversation? Then it, it gives you something to focus on mm -hmm. so that you, it, it calms your nerves and, and it allows you to create that space instead of filling it as a nervous habit. I'm totally using that today. That is a great suggestion. Madeline Schwartz, I've learned a lot. This is helpful stuff to me. So I appreciate you being here. I know our listeners got something out of it too. How can we work with you, follow your other work, get in touch? If we, I imagine you work remotely, right? I do okay. work with people um, all over the world. You, The best places to find me are on my website, MadelineSchwartzCoaching.com. I have a great resource there to help people be more clear and concise in their communication. So you can get that at MadelineSchwartzCoaching.com um, backslash get hyphen clear. And um, people can work with me one-on-one -on -one in my program called the Confident Communication Accelerator, and they can also bring me in for team trainings on things like presentation skills, networking, and storytelling. Yeah, because you might get really good at this stuff, but your team, your staff also needs to have these skills to be effective in their business and in their lives, I would imagine, right? It takes all of us. Yeah. And the amazing thing about working on your communication skills is working, improving your skills in one area improves your skills in every area. And it has a ripple effect because communication is the one skill that you use in every area of life, in business, at home, with your families, mm -hmm. in relationships, in your community. And so when you invest in your communication skills, it impacts so many people, everyone you work with, both your internal team, your clients, um, the end users. So it is it, the most important skill. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Now you've got me thinking. All right, you can find more about this conversation and I'll have links to Madeline's site and her work at uh, polycampbell.substack.com. That's where you can join the Simply Said community and become a part of these ongoing discussions we have about how to live well, do good, and be happy. Madeline Schwartz, communications coach, thank you so much for being with us today. It was great to be here. Thank you, Polly. Remember, listeners, like, she's right. Everything we do requires communication, not just verbal, but nonverbal too, right? It's happening all around us all the time. So take a minute, become deliberate in how you say and what you say, but also in how you listen. And when we do that, I think we will all live well, do good and be happy. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for season two of the Wanna Bet podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that season two starts August 18th. 
but I like airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Electric acid.